Um, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Thinking Out Loud with me, your host, and Tabs. So, as some of you might have noticed, I changed my podcast name. It was The View with Tabs at some point. So, I changed it to Thinking Out Loud with that Tabs because that like sort of sounded better. So, today we have a guest. Um my friend um uh, and i think she'd also like to introduce herself hey guys i am but most of you guys on anchor or wherever you listen to podcasts may know me as t on the conversation so excited to be uh joining you guys joining the family on this podcast um thank you Tejo. so today uh, I decided that we'll talk about teenage suicide. And this is a topic that, like, some people, like, find it, like, as a touchy subject, I guess. So they often avoid it. So what made me, like, decide to talk about this, a few weeks ago, I saw um, a letter that was trending on Instagram of a teenager, a 15-year-old, who wrote a suicide note to her parents, like talking about what happened in her life and what led her to like committing suicide at that age. So with this letter, I noticed that like the child was going through all these things and yet the parents didn't notice. And the only person that noticed was like the girl's younger brother and the brother was too young to understand what was going on. So which is what I want to talk about today, like parents being too busy to notice or to realize what's going on in life. Yeah, no, I think the, the, okay, okay, fine. Teenage suicide, we all know about it, but I think the main root about it, the main like root of almost any problem in society is the lack of communication. That parents have never normalized those conversations between kids. I think most black kids from South Africa know that, uh, you know, um, like it's very difficult to talk about your feelings to specifically a black parent, like saying I'm depressed or something, because uh, I think most black households, they go through a lot of problems, financial, uh, economical, social, that, you know, sometimes emotionally, they never, you always like start losing yourself and your kids or on your loved ones in the process, thinking like you forget about them. So then you start you know, focusing on that, what's our, when, when is our next meal coming? Um, are you doing well at school? You know, how is she going to go to varsity? And then, you, and then, you know, you end up forgetting about the thing that matters, which is her or him. So I think that's probably almost the root of any problem. But obviously, other things come into this, um, this crisis and stuff. Yes, but like with families that are well off, I believe that, families sometimes parents provide their children like with materialistic things and then they forget to like actually comfort their children or to be there like or lend an ear to their children because they're busy giving them like trips to wherever buying them Mm -hmm. nice clothes and all those things but children like they need the love of their parents so i think like that thing we're like oh you know what my parents are just paying me to be alive they don't necessarily love me so i think that's also another thing with teenagers because they don't see the actual love they just see money flowing in every single day Mm. but honestly think uh you know 
you would think that okay when you talk about families or households like that where you know everything is easy for them talking about financially and economically and everything you know opportunities like going to varsity or getting a job is not as is not as difficult for them as any other average person they lose they miss out you know you think their life is perfect but they don't have happiness they're not happy but then you also then when you think of a household like that you would think that someone who's poor or someone who's living an average life is usually happier than yeah. a person who is um who's almost given any, everything on a silver spoon but then you think even those who are struggling even those who are not given all opportunities they also worry about those um those things of how how am i going to send my kid to school you know i know my kid wants to do this i know my kid wants to do this how is she going to go to university so i think every household and then even 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 in those homes they they um they're so worried and they're so stressed out about their future and how they're going to support the family that they also that, that their kids or their teenage uh, teenage kids also kind of almost miss out on their on that love mm-hmm. so i think it's almost every household has the is can potentially go through that me you and every other teenage uh, household can go through can have a teenager who goes through that thing of being neglected or feeling abandoned or feeling like i don't have my mother's or my father's love but then it all comes down to the parents themselves or the family themselves like what what are the values what are they thinking like so if a parent is like i'm putting my kid first you know i i want to spend my i want to spend time with my with my with my kids but then you know every situation is different Every situation is different, you know. You're like, uh, okay, I can spend, I can spend time with my kid. I can spend time with her all the time, and I can, you know, make sure I can, we can spend every single day together. But at the same time, I still have to go to work to make sure that she yeah. goes to bed full. So it's like anyone can go through it, and and it's really scary actually when I think about. It. Yes, but like I get that, but I think that parents also have that duty to ask the children like how are you feeling today how are you because we are also like we've also gotten used to that thing where like when a person says how are you it's in our system that we just respond like i'm good in you yeah but i think parents should like have that thing like i need to dig deeper because it's not always about things that happen at home we can go through so much at school in a single day and when we get home, we expect our parents to be there and to understand what we're going through at school. But, like, our parents don't understand. Like, they're still living in the 90s, whereas we are already in the 2020. Like, I don't think they had that thing with their parents. Where, like, you get home from school, like, mama, this and this happened at school. This girl said this, this girl said that. Whereas we want that with our parents. But now... Because we can't do that, we end up bottling everything in and it becomes too much for us. It becomes like too much for us to hold in. So I think our parents should be able to like, nah, nah, what's going on at school? What's this and what's this? But with that, even if we tell them what we're going through, sometimes our parents will be like, oh, okay, the children bullying you. They'll want to go to school and like attack those children. But that's not really what we want. We just want an ear. Like, we want our parents to comfort us. We want them to listen. We don't want them to fight our... Like, they can fight our battles, but not every single time. Most of the time, we just want them to listen to us. You know, for me, I'm fortunate... I don't need 
my specifically now my mother to come and ask me that um you know uh what happened at school how are you to pester me to find information because i can just simply just talk to her and tell her whatever i feel i'm not like i'm not uh held back and said like you know i don't want to talk about it i'm not like that but then you know not everyone is like not everyone's the same some people they have a hard time with um they have a hard time with even opening up so some people need or some teenagers actually to be more specific need that uh they need that person who then mm-hmm. initiate or will will force you in a way to open up that you know what's going on talk to me i'm here for you you know establishing that relationship that you know if if anything's going wrong you know to establish that relationship from the onset that you know if anything's going wrong going on i can go to my to my mother i can go to my father i can go to them but then you know you know like you said that um that you know, you would talk to them and you would tell them, but then they want to take it to school yeah. and they want to cause a scene where it only just makes things worse for you. Because, I mean, everyone knows your typical bully that if you call your parents or them or you call the par- your principal, they're just going to bully you some more. You know, so I think mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's all a matter of parents normalizing those conversations that not always, don't go into the mentality that, I want to find out what's wrong. Yeah. Even when your child's happy, you want to know why she's happy. You know, you, you talk to her, so how was your day at school? You know, I made the soccer team. You know, I made the netball team. I made the rugby team. This and this happened. So my friends and I, we did, we did this today. You know, um, this teacher did this. Uh, someone said this joke, you know. Even you, you you have the happy moments and the sad moments with them. With uh, like, You have the sad moments and the happy moments together. So that... You know, once you have once you've established that relationship, and that once you have had that, you know, we talk about anything and everything. So if things are going wrong, I, I know she, I know I can go to him. But then even then, you have to learn how to. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I, especially for me, I, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me here, or I could also be talking yeah. about a number of people. That sometimes I just need a person who listens. You know, I'm not expecting any action. You know, you just want. Sometimes you just want to vent. Sometimes you just want comfort in that person, some the person to hug you and tell you know everything's going to be fine. Sometimes you're not looking for action from a parent, and that's why I think listening plays an important role because it's so easy for you to say what's going on, um, are you okay? Yes. But then once that person uh-huh. tells you, you have to listen. You understand? You have to listen. So if this child says you 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 she tells you, she if it's not. Simple, simple, simple scenario. A child, a teenager tells a mom that, okay, this and this is happening at home, uh, at school, I mean, and I'm not okay, I'm not okay about this. You comfort him or her, tell them that everything is going to be fine, um, you know, comforting first. And then yeah. we can go on to the stage that, what do you want to be done about this? Like, do you want me to go talk to them? Um, how are you going to handle it? Uh, you know, but then don't just now, if, 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 if now your child says, but sometimes, you know, you say, I don't want my child, my parent to do anything, but mm. at least you have to then do something about it. You know what I mean? So you can't tell your mom that, um, I don't want, I don't want her to, uh, go to the, go to the child. I don't want her to go to the principal, but if you don't want that, then, you must then uh, your mother or you has to then get, yeah, get that confidence to do something about it. At least either standing up for yourself, speaking out or just then do something because mm. we're still going to go back to the problem of teenage suicide. If, if you're just going, it's so easy for you to tell yeah. your mother about it, but the bullying or the insults, they're still going to carry on and they're still going to drive you to teenage suicide. You see, so it, like, that's what I'm saying from the beginning. I said so many factors come into this that it's so complex for us to think, 
so complex for one person to understand and that's why we have yeah to it's something we really need to talk about no and talk another about. thing i wanted to talk about like you know how some black parents tend to brush the like change in behavior like when children are suicidal like they either start drinking alcohol they hang with the wrong crowd and all those things and some parents tend to brush it off like no it's just a stage no they changed a group of friends no this child is like seeking attention and all those things like how do we change that mentality of our parents like like how do you change our parents mentality like it's not always about the friends you hang out around like how do we make them realize like there's more to our change in behavior like there's something deeper they need to like dig for they need to find out what caused our change in behavior mm. because they quickly say like no they need to go to church no this child needs to do this no this child needs to do that yeah. but they never go deeper like no what actually caused this child to turn to this certain thing yeah yeah i think this this, this actually goes along with another movie i watched where but this one was more of a cyberbullying and this child almost kills herself just like the topic that we're mm-hmm. talking about and this mother she okay obviously now this child it, it, went, it went now uh opposite to what we're talking about now so in this in this um instance the mother was initiating those conversations but the child never spoke about it or the child was always like no i'm fine so good at, at putting up the space but then eventually when um she opened up and she said you know this has been going on she then put she then took the initiative or the effort to then go to this girl's closest friends and says how was she when she was with you guys did she seem okay um how was like what was going on what 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 why was she sad um do you know anyone who has been mistreating her so going to the root of then eventually finding out that you know maybe my child is actually insecure by nature or she's uh, she has a low self-esteem or things like that you know finding the problem taking the initiative but then because you, you don't always have to just talk to your child alone to find out what goes on there because not everyone yeah, is an open they book need to t- you, mm. you have not everyone's an open book you have to then uh, go the extra mile or take that extra step to say okay she's not going to t- t- tell me but i have to find out so we can at least solve this problem but I think with that, like, you might find that the parent might want to, like, know who your friends are so that if there is a problem in your life, mm. they can help you. But it comes to a point whereby parents end up dictating who your friends are, that you can't hang out with certain people because, yeah. like, you might be, like, do wrong things and all those things. But sometimes you find comfort in those so-called wrong friends you find comfort in them than you would have found like in the church girls or whatever so i think it's it will be difficult with our black parents to tell like no you must realize there's something wrong go find out Mm. from my friends what's been going on because i think sometimes parents just like exclude themselves in our social lives they're like they don't want to take part in it like there is our life at home and then there's our life like our outside life so they don't want to be part of that outside life because they don't know about it they don't know our world like how we live now so i think that might be a problem in our like in our times because it will be difficult for me to like okay mom i've been going through this or 
if a parent notices, they won't know what exactly it is. It might be like someone broke up with me because so many things are happening, but because they can't pinpoint like, no, it's depression, Mm. they'll just leave it out. They'll just let it go because they don't know what it is. So I think, I know, we educate our parents about it. Like we have, we need to have this talk with our parents more often. Like you need to realize that our lives aren't as easy as they seem because like when we get home, everyone, I'm sure everyone does this. Like we all put on a mask on and like have a happy face and everything. My week was great. Everything at school is going fine. I have friends and all, but when we lying down all alone, everything comes back and hits us like, I'm lonely. I don't have this. I don't have this. But we can't tell that to our parents. True, but I think going back to the part with friends, you know, sometimes, you know, we can say sometimes parents, they don't do certain things because they are still living in the past sometimes and because mm-hmm. they're carrying on the teachings that they were taught by their parents. But forgetting that, you know, we're in the 21st century. But I mm-hmm. think with the idea of friends, sometimes, you know, parents, sometimes parents are right. Because sometimes yeah. there are friends who are actually a bad influence. You might not see it, mm-hmm. but you, but they do. Or people who are outside of that friendship do. Like if you were, mm-hmm. uh, not, let's not say a good child or a bad child, but if you were okay um, on your own and you were doing good, but then ever since you came with this group of friends, you started changing not for the better, but for the worst. So yeah. your parents might see that. And then you're like, oh, all the time, my parents want to dictate my friendships. All the time, my parents want to do that. But then there are times where um, your parents just want to judge without knowing people. And that's mm. why I think it's very important. Because, you know, we can always say our parents have to do this, our parents have to do this. But it also takes some effort from us. So if you're feeling like, yeah. you know, my parents are always dictating my friendships and they don't even know my friends properly, then you must initiate, you must make an effort to then let your parents get to know your friends better. So, for example, if your parents are going to come to school for something, bring your friends so that, so that, so, so that oh, mom, this is who and this is who, these are my two friends. Mm-hmm. So then you thought, so that they can see, yeah, so that they can see that okay, these friends, and then they actually just even if even if they just greeting and saying hi, I'm I'm mm-hmm. my name is blah blah blah, you know, even that a parent can see that okay, she she's she or he seems like a respect a, res, a respectful child or seems like a happy child, a good influence, you know, she this child does not seem like a child who does this and this and this, you know, it also takes some work from our side that we because you know Mm. we can't then expect uh, our parents to make the changes and say you know you must do that you must do that you must do that you know you don't you don't do that you don't do that but you must also also um make an effort to then fix some things for yourselves because we always tend to forget that you know um we can easily say you know our parents are living in a in a the old times. In the old times and they and they tend to forget that this is the 21st century then you must then educate them because they're just carrying on things that they thought they were right and they were told by their parents who probably come from the 90s if not 80s. So you have, to, then, you have to make those conversations. But then, like, with the friends thing, I feel like with the parents, yes, they can know that our friends are bad influence. It also, like, the approach, the way they approach us. I know we can't always expect our parents to, like, make adjustments to our times but I think the way they approach us, I know 
but I believe like our generation is so broken. So when parents say things, it's very difficult for us to take it in the proper way. It always seems harsh. So it destroys us more and more. So I think like the approach is also important because like we're going through things at school, as I've said before, like we're going through things at school and even at home. So I think their approach, like the way they approach us because we are all going through something. So we can't just like burst anytime. So if they just say like, no, your friends are wrong, just change your friends. It might sort of like break us down more, which may also lead to suicide. Yeah, approach is really important in everything, actually. Like in any conversation you're going to initiate or something, your approach just literally sets um, the tone or sets the tone of how that conversation is going to go. Like, how is it going to end? Because, I mean, if you you can't expect to just talk about saying that, you know, you can, I think it's so easy for a person to say, you know, your friends, they don't seem like... um, right people like i think they're bad influence to you but if you're gonna come off as like attacking the person or judging or like saying like you know if you're going to come off like so strong like that whatever you're saying is going to fall on deaf ears basically approach is so important in anything you know so that's like going back to you know that could also also lead to suicide so many things you know like the smallest things can affect a teenager yeah, and I think, okay, our last thing, what do parents sometimes do? Like, what do they do that may lead to suicide? I have one, like, the way they compare us to other children and stuff. I think that, like, really destroys children mm. because you think, like, oh, well, I'm not that child, so what's the point of me being here? So I might just take my life and then they can have that child they want. So like what other things do parents do that destroy us every single day well there's a lot hey but i think you know <laughs> uh there's a lot that could actually lead because you know not every child is the same not every child will, teenager will take anything mm. the same way but i think parents should watch what they say to their children they especially mm. when you're angry or when you're frustrated, mm-hmm. you should really watch what you say i think the most common example i could say is for example if it's a single mother and you're going to tell mm-hmm. constantly remind that child that um, because of because that they're the reason why their father lived or they're the reason why they're alone or they you know so many things like you parents should literally watch it to the like first of all if for example you are you have a teen mom as a parent you can't mm-hmm. be telling that child that you know because of you I couldn't fulfill my dreams. Things like that are not okay. Or I wish I would have aborted you. Or things like if they're living with an absent father, like, um, you know, because of you, my father left. You know, so many things, you know, they should really watch what they say Mm. to their kids because things like that can lead to, you know, the first time it's like, it could be hurtful. But then as they come and as they come on and on and on and on and on, they, they start believing them. And that's why, that's how it then leads to this suicide or whatever. So... I think watching mm. what you say, like anything that you say when you're angry, frustrated, or stressed, is very can can actually have a bad effect on 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 a on a kid. I think. So overall, like what we've said, like that parents should sort of like watch what they say to children, and it is important for us as teenagers 
to tell our parents about these things. It's not an easy topic, but it's something yeah. we need to talk about. They might ask you, like, why did you go and look at suicide notes? Are you also suicidal? But it's not really about me, but it's about what's going on. Like, you know, you want, like to, with know old teenagers. Yes, you want to know what's going on. With, I think, mm-hmm. I think another, thing, another thing that parents could actually do is that how they brush off the topic of a depressed teenager mm-hmm. or they brush off a, of a child who's sad. You know, because you say that, you know, I want to come to my parent and be able to tell, tell my parent that this and this is happening. So you have done the first step. So when you see that your child or your, or your child has had the courage to come to you and tell and actually admit that, you know, I'm hurting, then don't just dismiss it. You know, that's yeah. another thing that, you know, saying that, ah, oh, depression is not real or something like that. You know, that thing is real and, and people do die and it does affect people. So I think not take not understanding the seriousness of a situation or not understanding the seriousness of the of the pain that a person could be going through is another reason why it actually leads to uh, to thing to to um suicides because you tell your parent that okay I'm depressed I'm I'm hurt I'm not I'm not okay and then when you when you start dismissing and saying that you know oh, you're being childish they'll never come to you for anything and they start bottling up emotions and. You know, it could be something as drastic as a rape or an abuse, and they won't even come to yeah. you because you you've just dismissed the first thing they came to you. you you've dismissed them the first time they had courage to come to you. So how are they going to come to some? Mm. You've dismissed them when they came to the some simple thing that they said. So how are they going to come to you when they when when they have to tell you that they've been raped or abused or something like that? So many things like that can also lead to suicide. And like when you realize it will be too late because you'll only realize with the note that's next to your bed that says, I have left because you didn't listen to me when I told you that I was raped so many days ago. You just brushed it off. So with those things, I feel like that's why it's important for parents to notice these things because I feel like they could prevent the suicide by listening. So children won't go as far if the person they love the most listens to them yeah so like the whole point like as you say like listening is very important so parents like really need to listen to their children even like you know how when we were young our parents used to listen to all the gibberish would speak yeah. like mama this and this happened i feel like they shouldn't stop yes, doing that because like because i feel like Okay, parents like think okay when children get older they don't really need as much attention, but I think as we grow older the more attention we need. Mm. So, like there's so many things they can do to prevent suicide. So yeah, I think that's all. Parents really need to learn. Communication, always about... communication is key, Buffett. Like honestly, communication is <laughs> talk key. to your children. Like, talk, have these conversations, and you know so many things. I also I'm you, um, the way I'm rooting for communication, I really feel like the world's problems could be solved by just sitting down and talking. But sensibly yeah. and like civilized people, you see, it always comes with conditions. It always comes with conditions. Like just talking, like sensitive, no, ugh, like sensible, civilized people and sitting down calmly and just talking. You know, you could even, you know, you can find out a lot about a person by just talking about something as simple as, you know, talking about trees or how their day has been, then you find out, yeah. you know, hey, this child, sometimes things are not easy. Sometimes uh, she's he or she's not okay. You know, you want to, mm-hmm. you just, you know, you don't have to go so personal all the time and say, 
and how do you feel uh, how did that make you feel like all psychologist vibes nah we don't have to do that but you know just talking you know st- just talk st- you can you know baby steps you, you just have a conversation yeah uh how was your day what's your favorite food things like that and when when then you start then it starts being comfortable but then you know sometimes you don't want to uh postpone those conversations because then it becomes too late mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, like i also had this conversation with my parents like last week yeah last weekend so if you're listening to this and you need your parents to learn about these things, make them listen to this podcast or you talk to them yourselves. Like they need to listen to you. You guys need to have that bond you had mm. when you were five years old. Yeah, listen to this podcast. We will, we are solving problems here. We are solving <laughs> problems. We yeah. are digging deep. Hey, parents, listen and keep your eyes, keep your ears open. I'm telling you, relationships with you, with your kids, with, you know, relationships with your kids will be so much better because you know you i'm sure so many persons can complain some of them could complain that you know my child is not so open and she we don't talk she doesn't tell me this she doesn't tell me this listen to this podcast you know we're saving lives here yeah you can also save your child's life hey you're saving lives listen to this podcast (laughs) yeah that's it guys Thank you, Tejo. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Let me promote myself. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave yet. <laughs> Guys, catch me on okay. my Insta, Twitter, and embarrass. I have a confession. I also started TikTok like a few days ago. So you must catch me there. Uh, Tejo, double M underscore, both, at the, both sides at the end. And listen to my podcast, The Conversation with T, like a few hours ago. I literally just had some new content in there. So listen, establish, and tell your friends, tell your family so they can listen to this to this podcast. And so we are going to expand the family of thinking out loud. Amen. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. It's too many different spirits within me My personality is constantly shifting I'm the most humble but act different next minute I'll admit it, I'm twisted Tell me to act innocent All my living sisters, I kill it On the TV, I kill it When you meet me, I kill it Dead, dead ass Until the point we get to speaking, I kill it Looks are deceiving, no kidding They make a fool of you, kid In life, you only as real as your jewelry, kid But we all have our days And we all have our ways, different character traits We all have a part to play, we all got something to say A piece of me I can share, the rest of me I'm ashamed to show I pretend it ain't there, so I pretend to be open I pretend to be clear, to the piece of you that's probably just pretending to care When there's a piece of you judging me, I can hear it in there Hiding from the piece of me that a piece of you fears Words that fly right out my mouth Are not as good as they sound you pick it up where I put it down I'm not as good as you think I'm not as good as you think You're just another one down You're just another one down Yeah 
You have to see where I'm coming from To get what I'm gunning for I'd have to open up my heart And show you a couple sores But until you uncover yours I'm overprotective with that I won't let you touch the soul I won't let you judge the core I'm sensitive I know betrayal like I know my siblings Like an insecure girlfriend knows a hickey So it's hard to know which person to trust So when you ask me about the personal stuff My response is always good as scripted I choose to trust I don't owe it to no one Figured I might just be better off as a loner this crazy world's getting colder and colder I had to learn to dress my persona I had to put him in a happy suit Too many told me stay humble, that's all we ask of you I'm learning life now, and it feels like I'm back in school Somebody should've told me being human needed practice too Words that fly right out my mouth Are not as good as they sound You pick it up where I put it down I'm not as good as you think I'm not as good as you think you just another one down You just another one down Yeah. Live from London, man.